You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. It's Thursday night, and welcome to PHP Ugly, episode 216, your number one podcast for all things PHP, PHP-related, and just general PHP chat, tech chat, geek chat, you know, who knows what we're going to throw your way, just, we're unpredictable, we're unpredictable, I can't do it, I can't do the Harry Mac, I need, to, I need, I need a hook or something. Anyways, I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me is John Congdon. I think you need more than a hook. I'm just saying. And Thomas Wrightout. Hello. I'll be your hook. I might add a very professional-looking Tom Wrightout. I, I, I should start calling you Tom Wrightout. You, you look very professional. I guess Thomas would be the more professional word, but you you're, you got the specs on, huh? Yeah, finally got my glasses in. Uh, very excited. It's a bizarre learning curve to just have something on your face all the time that changes how you see so are you noticing a difference oh yeah yeah it's it it i'm turning 40 in a in a month so i've gone 40 years without having to have any kind of eye exam or check on any kind and my vision is actually 2015 so my vision's quite good but i have astigmatism which means that when i'm reading things they blur uh double vision and i did, didn't notice it it just happened so slowly that it never occurred to me and mm-hmm. now then i can you read wake up things. one morning and it's like oh my gosh i can't see my phone well i was getting headaches and i was reading things about causes and it turns out that this is one of the causes, and I was I having a lot of to a doctor. Yeah, weird eye strain. I, I get headaches, too. Every Thursday night around 9, 10, 9, 15. <laughs> get this throbbing headache. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. These are very nice glasses. They cost a lot of money, and they'll last longer than my any pair my kids have ever owned. Until you, until you accidentally roll over on them one time, and then you're going to be like, what was I thinking? No, I'm I'm being so careful with these. What's yeah, going to be horrible? Yeah, exactly. What's going to be horrible is you're going to get so used to them that what you could get by with reading without your glasses on, you no longer can get by reading anymore. It's like yeah. your your brain won't even try to decipher the blur it's looking at anymore. It's like, hey man, I know you got the specs. Put them on. <laughs> it's like I, like a drug for the brain. I'm already getting a little bit of that. Yeah. But they're also like they have the blue blocking filter on them, so mm-hmm. uh, the computer eye strain isn't as bad. I'm I'm John, very John happy with them. John's showing his support, wearing wearing some glasses as well. Same ones I had last week. They're basically no prescription. Although when I actually look without them and then put them on, things are crisper. So I do. I definitely need glasses, and I keep putting off making an appointment. Yeah, last so, one, man. You need to do it. Uh, nope. I'm going to. I have to. I, I'm at that point where I do look at my cell phone and it's like, whoa, I, I'm not seeing this like I used to. It's yeah. frustrating. And But tis life. I will make cool. do. Well, we are back for another installment of our wonderful little podcast, PHP Ugly. Yes. I prepared How was everybody's very, week? I prepared very well by taking my kids and the one family that we are seeing like our, our, within our bubble. You're seeing another family? Yeah. And uh, so me and a a few of our neighbors rented a golf cart for the month. We did it last year too, but split the cost of a golf cart for a month and then had our friends over and we took them over to Christmas Card Lane, which is right next door to us and rode around. It's such a fun experience just to get out see lights, you know, hang out and doing it on a golf cart is the way to go. I, I'm not I'm sorry, John. I, I apologize. I, I, mi- I must've missed that email. I'm sh- I'm sorry. <laughs> I I'm definitely would have come had I been invited. I'm sure I was. Whatever. No, you, you're, sorry. You're not in the bubble. <laughs> bubble. I got your bubble. But... I, I'm not saying that that doesn't sound fun. Cause that does sound fun, but it also sounds like the whitest thing you could possibly do. Yeah, it is for sure. 
Uh, I don't follow. That, 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 that What's was the a... white white part? The the golf cart or the candy cane or Christmas card lane? The the whole thing together, along with the yeah. ugly the ugly sweater that says "Go Vegan." Don't have one yet, but that's I'm sure I will soon. It's on my Christmas list. I'll I'll see what I can I'll see what I can get. Okay, <laughs> I thought like this show just came to a halt. Week? <laughs> Yeah. Who's, who goes first? Tom? I don't. I don't remember this. Thomas. Thomas, how was you? Seeing how you st- seeing how you stalled it, why don't you go ahead and try to start this thing back up again? Uh, uh, not a whole lot this week until Wednesday. I mean, I got my glasses and I've been acclimating to that. But then, all of a sudden, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven comes out. My life I is s- over. I I saw you playing that the other day, so I went and, and I started watching the trailers, and it looks interesting. It's very good. So it's a video game for those that do not know. Yes. It's I'm a video sure game adaptation of, of a tabletop game. <sighs> oh, really? Oh, was Cyberpunk a ta- tabletop game? Uh, yeah, originally developed by a guy named Mike Pondsmith. It was a D&D style uh, game. All I know is you weren't allowed to see the game on Steam until you entered your birthday because it could have language, nudity, this, that. Oh, yeah. I, I heard there's a whole junk junk sizing step in the, uh, uh, yes. the profile. Yes, I did customize did customize my what? penis. What? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is a thing. This is apparently a thing in this game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have not uh, I, <laughs> what? I I I don't get into playing video games I, I honestly just don't have the time and i i should make the time but uh i do like watching youtubers play it and the the normal youtubers i go to to watch p- play games the ones that were playing cyberpunk i don't know man it just i was nodding off there was like nothing there it was well it's a it's a classic format rpg so you're dealing with a lot of uh story elements character development you know conversation is one of the ways to resolve conflict uh so it can be a little slow and boring if you're not into it but you know so far i'm six hours or so in i'm really digging it <laughs> six hours man that just yeah. takes so much time that's entertainment uh but <clears throat> the the big bad news is that the uh the game is very buggy it has a oh, lot really? of yeah, a lot of graphical glitches, a lot of uh, issues with pathing on the AI, um, a lot of audio issues for some people, uh, and then the the versions for the original Xbox and PlayStation are hideous, just unbelievably bad. They look they look like Grand Theft Auto Three, hmm. but. I mean, you know, if you get past that stuff, there's a lot in there. There's a lot to do, and it's fun, and it'll, you know, eventually lead to my divorce. <laughs> Wait, you, you're how are you, John? You're married? Hmm? Yeah, that's, we that's, we know we know how this game ends, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Besides that, for actual PHP stuff, I have been working with Laravel's new batched jobs functionality. And Bash jobs functionality. I, so, I'm not familiar with the term. This is a new thing with Laravel eight. Um, you know what job chaining was, where you could run one job mm-hmm. after the other after the other if they succeeded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as one succeeded, that. the next one would execute. <laughs> the problem with that is that you can't multi-thread processing your jobs that way because each one has to wait for the previous one to finish. And so batching was introduced where you basically create an array of jobs and send them all at once to your queue manager, whatever it is. Uh, I'm using Horizon. And Horizon tracks that one batch of jobs and can react in special ways to failed jobs, to success of all the jobs, um, finishing the job, like finishing the batch. You can put closures into it to execute post-batch commands. Um, you can add to the batch or remove from the batch while it's executing. Yeah. What is the... the really? so, so it's it says uh, job batching. Laravel's job batching feature allows you to easily execute a batch of jobs and then perform some actions when the batch of jobs has completed executing. I mean, is, is that what the benefit is? Like, you have a batch of jobs that says... Send out you know all emails, and then once yeah, all the emails are sent out. Yeah, uh, you what, can also have you know? a batch of chained jobs. So if you need to send an email and then 
once the email is sent, you need to mark it as sent in the database. You can do chaining of you know batches of chained jobs. You can you can do a lot of very cool stuff with it. Um, unfortunately, I ran into a massive bug. Um, mm-hmm. What I had was I need to have a command that executes a process on all of the records we have in our database on one of our tables in the area of 12,000 records. And so I had a job that added jobs to the queue. When I converted that to a, a batch and added a uh, finally statement to it, a, a closure, mm-hmm. it would get stuck in an infinite serialization loop. <laughs> Interesting. So it took so me... So you're the person using finally. Yes. Who that was. So it took me a couple weeks or a couple, sorry, a couple days to narrow down what exactly was causing this. And now that I know that when the batch is created from within a job, that's the issue, I have it fixed so that it's working on my system. So I create the batch from the controller, and the first job in the batch adds all the other jobs to be processed to the batch before executing. So it, it basically says build up this giant batch and then execute it. And it's... uh. It's working well now, but it did take several days to figure out what was going wrong. That's interesting. So, so there's no uh, there's no performance benefits or anything like that to, to batching. It's just a matter. It's just a way of organizing jobs and saying, okay, this group of jobs all do something that once they're done, I want something to happen after. Right, and there's there's features because you're running a batch of jobs and not individual jobs. You can name the batch. You can track the percentage of completion on the batch. You can track the failure rate of that batch. And then you can interact with the batch once it's done because it stays in the database under a job batches table. Mm-hmm. So you can you can interact with it at, at will. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's interesting. But being a new we feature... Have, we, have some, we have some jobs that run that it would be nice to know... But, but it's only one job, really. We have one job that runs for a client that it would be nice to know the percentage of completion. But again, it's only one job. So it's that, that would I don't think that would work in this batch scenario. It works only if you break you break that job down into parts, right? Right. You, you would have to create but, but multiple it, jobs. Yeah, and then it's just estimating, right? It says, okay, you have four jobs in here. In here. Two of them have completed, so you're 50% done. But it doesn't know how long those last two jobs are going to run for. So right, it's kind of a it's kind of a guesstimation. Yes and no. I mean, if you're talking about the one job I think you're talking about, billing. Yeah, the yeah, billing, yeah. Yeah. So instead of right now, it's it's a loop that loops over every record in the table. You do that loop mm-hmm. to create jobs. You have to assume each job is roughly the same amount of time. So each, instead of each instead loop of would create a job, right? Instead yeah. of the loop, right now the loop is you you grab all the records from the the table, and then each pass through the loop, you you're hitting a credit card. Right now it'd be mm. run through that loop real quick and create a thousand jobs right. or a bat or a batch of a thousand jobs, so that now you can track. Okay, I've completed five hundred of them. That yeah. gets rid of. That way you're, you can multiplex or you can, you can do those in parallel possibly. I don't know if, if did you yeah. say you can't do that with batching or you can't? So batching allows you to run your jobs in parallel. Chaining yeah, so, does not run oh. parallel. So, so you take that thousand records that you need to process cards for, create a thousand, one batch of a thousand jobs. Those can go in parallel so that you can speed through them much faster than we are currently. And you can get an mm. estimate of, how far done you are, where you failed. What it does break is some of the things we've built in there. Like we, we have what's Overlap. called a breaking feature where if X number of cards in a row fail for some reason, we can mm. say, whoa, let's stop. Right. We don't want to process more because it could be we can't communicate with the processor. Some other issue happened. You can still where- do that. There's uh, There are three uh, closures available to batches, which is uh, error, success, and finally, yeah, but they're not necessarily <laughs> errors. They're 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 they could be they it could be declines. So that's the problem. They they've had issues. This client has had issues in the past where 
something's broken in the workflow where their processor just sends them back a bunch of declines and they're they're none the wiser for for a couple of days before they realize oh hey half of our half of our you know p- half of the people got declined so it's that might not always work. it would work in the case like you said the failures where where it's not able to communicate hmm. That's Wait, something can, to look can, into. We got to get to Laravel the, the 8 question, first. Yeah. Well, the other question is, can can you monitor that per batch? So let's say you create a thousand jobs in the batch mm-hmm. and the first hundred come back with a failure. Can you catch that fast enough to stop the other 900 jobs? Yeah, because batches are ID'd and you can actually look it up in the in the database. So um, if I if I describe... Job batches. Uh, the table has the ID, the name, the total number of jobs, the number pending, the number that, ha- that have failed, the IDs for the failed jobs, and then options. And the nicest thing about this use case for you guys is you can cancel a batch programmatically. So you can pull up the batch and call the cancel method. And all jobs in that will ex- will stop executing. Hmm. And that's, on that's that's a fascinating workflow. Yeah, and on the cancel closure, you can throw a an event or a mail to or something like that. Could you can you imagine right, right now the sequential job that takes an hour between one and two hours to run? You can do it in parallel and probably get it done in minutes. It's yeah. nice. I think that would actually probably make the client a little nervous because that's one of the jobs uh, he monitors through Argus. And if he gets back to finish too soon, he might be alarmed. But Speaking he of Argus. Get back a, he, he would get back a successful, hey, this job completed successfully. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of Argus, John, I think I need to launch that this weekend, man. I thought you did already. What the hell? Oh, I, I've been... Pussing out, man. Oh, it's the I early wanna, bird special do, all over again. I want to do some a little bit more testing on the FAQs that I slam, that I had slammed in there at the last minute. I really want to try to tie them together to the bot, but I I'm, I don't think I'm going to worry about that. I think I'm just going to make yeah. sure billing works and just let's beat it. Google on this, release it, and iterate, and iterate, and then once everybody's happy with it, just shut it down. God, <laughs> <laughs> Google. <laughs> Why'd you have to go there? I, hate I thought Google. that's where you wanted me to go. Sorry. I hate, I hate Google. Oh my God. I do too. So yeah. we, we use Google Fi for our phones. We use Hangouts for our messaging. And all of a sudden I get a message today. Hey, by the way, if you're using Google Fi, it's not going to work with Hangouts in X amount of time. <laughs> I saw that. It's like, it's like, what are you talking about? You're, they're both Google products. How could you? Like break the the interaction between them. Nope, nope, you're screwed. You gotta change this and that. And I am just so frustrated. Yeah, Google, I'm thinking about Google wants Go everything to be through their apps. Cancel. Stop listening to me. Yes. Stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they want everything to be through the web, which means you don't get a specific desktop app. And while the Hangouts oh, app wasn't God. great. There was at least a Chrome extension that acted as its own app. Now I have to have I have to remember to open this messages tab, and if I don't do that, I'm not going to get my messages correctly. We well, actually have to open so up two tabs, right? You have to open up messages and you have to open up chat. Or, or did I misunderstand that? No, messages. Their messages. Their new web app for messages is your your chat, your SMS, your voicemail. All of that in really? one one center. It's just the fact that you have to remember to open it for it to be active. Okay. I'm assuming I, they I will don't ha- have a, a Chrome extension at some point, but just do, so do you get your you get your chats through messages now, John? I think so. I don't. I, I don't. I I still have to have I have to have messages in in chat open. I, I don't get them through messages. I, I don't I, do I'm not sure I don't do enough with message with with chat. The only person I chatted with was my wife, and we've since moved to uh, Signal. Oh, you moved to Signal? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about taking this opportunity and moving the family to either Telegram or Signal. Probably Telegram. I I, I have people on Telegram that I chat with fairly frequently. So I don't even, I might, I don't even have Telegram on my that. computer. You do or don't? 
I do not. Not yeah. since I moved yeah, to Linux. Yeah, I don't have it's Telegram. There, well, I don't chat with you guys, so screw y'all. Yeah. That's, that's what I have to say about that. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. How was your week, Eric? So it was all right. Uh, grinded away at some code. Like I said, I think this weekend, this weekend I'm going to try to buckle down, try to get Argus finally released. Uh, it looks good. We've had we had a client a client on it for a while. They're super happy with it. Um, I honestly I don't think we could take it away from them if we tried. Uh, oh, I've, so, I've gotten calls from the yeah. CEO asking me about it and trying to figure out like making sure that we. We can't take it away from them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah. Yeah, this is news to me. Well, here's how this call goes. You say, I don't know. It's a real money pit. Like, we'd have to sink <laughs> a lot of dollars into it just to keep it going. No, no. Like, I don't want them giving me any money for it because I don't want them claiming it's theirs. Yeah, like 40 or $50. Yeah. We, built this it was out, all, we built this outside of them. Like, they had yeah. nothing to do with it. <laughs> I think there was already a little a little confusion on that. You know, when we initially introduced a product to them, they, their their language to us was very much like, "Okay, so what servers are these on?" It's like, "Don't worry about it. they're not on your servers. They're our servers. It's our product." So we had to make sure we got that straight. But yeah, did you did you add it to the good. Diego Dev website? No, no, not yet. We've really kept a low profile on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, like I said, there there was discussion initially about just, just having it as something Diego Dev and just offering it as part of our package to our clients. But then, you know, we're like, well, yeah, we'll just build, you know, build it out, spell it out a little further. And if people, random people want to use it, they can use it. So, And if, and if people want to know more, they just go to Argus.to, right? Yep, argus.to. A-R-G-U-S.to. Yep, that is correct. And you fixed uh, the logo, too, mostly. Did fix I did that just for you, baby. Just for you. So, so yeah, I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to work on that this weekend and uh, just get it, get it released, get it so people can sign up. Um, I think we have it, you get like a, uh, I think I, I think I have it set so that uh, you get a 45 day free trial that way what? if you have jo- 45 that, days. that way that way if you have jobs that run once a month you can catch that once a month no um that's that, gotta that come sounds, down no that sounds reasonable that's a little excessive then, well how long does it take to invoice a new service like if you're if if you're a, a company day like 30 no, seconds no if you're a company like mine and i check something out i just want to take a look at it and then i say to my boss well hey I want to use this service. I've got a free trial. What's the what's the the ETA from a developer liking this thing to it getting approved by management? How about how about we we compromise at fifteen days and we'll extend it if people contact us? But then no one's going to contact. <sighs> I, I I feel like thirty days is the happy medium. I I agree with both you. It's going to stick at forty five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think you're both right. You're right with thirty. He's right with fifteen. We'll just round it up to forty five. We're good. <laughs> Add them together. You're you're, you're good. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be out there. That'll be out there soon. Uh, I'm guessing Monday. I think I think Monday we'll do a, a little quiet soft la- launch and uh, maybe yeah, I'll we, announce it to the uh, Patreons or something. Anybody might be interested. Yeah, I think we need as long as we have good like metrics and we know if it's being used if it's not being used yeah there's so much to yeah i'm this is where i like start to get concerned about scale it's like okay is this thing gonna scale okay because you know this database is gonna grow pretty quick pretty fast hey don't be a downer i'm not be fine it's gonna be fine it's perfect yeah, we paid paid a lot of money to have this thing built so i'm gonna launch it but yeah yeah, i think that's i'm excited for this weekend i think that's what i'm gonna do i like the fact that we we can we can pivot we can make changes we can listen to feedback grow with the product that's that's actually exactly what that that's one of the reasons why i want to get it released because i want to know what i need to change what i need to move mm-hmm. we'll get there what was that just me that heard the beep no nope, i heard it too i've been hearing weird noises coming through ah i think thomas is doing something that's me 
Is that you, Thomas? It's, you guys are hearing it, but it's not. Uh, it's not going to show up on the stream. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So, hey, so did you get your package, Thomas? No. What? No. I have received no you packages. Definitely, you definitely should have gotten it by now. That's what I'm thinking. Huh. Shit. I, I wonder mean, if I kept a receipt for that thing. Unless you like put a thing on it that said, for Christmas, don't let Tom open it. And my wife got to it first. <laughs> definitely. But it was supposed to be like three to five business days. It's definitely been five business days. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I sent it right before last week's show. And I don't I don't have a, a camera outside my house. I don't know if I got a porch pirate or, or what. Huh. I'll have to see if I have the receipt for that and uh, see if there's a way to... Tra- uh, there has to be a way to track it. I sent it. Yeah, I went in and... and and you know, got a, a little receipt for it. So I'm sure, there's a track tracking number for it. I'll I'll take a look for it. There was a FedEx truck on fire down my street the other day. <laughs> well, this was U- USPS, so you're you're okay there. Well, it had run into a UPS truck. <laughs> Still not USPS, but yeah, okay. <laughs> and then my mailman ran into the scene to try to put the fire out. <laughs> He just drove his truck right into it, huh? <laughs> you know, mailman. He can rescue. Yeah. <laughs> he just said, hey, if, I, if that's what they're doing, that's a successful business model. I'm doing it too. <laughs> How about you, John? You've been, you haven't, uh, you haven't shared your week yet. My week. Oh, let's see. Where do I start? I love unit testing. Well, you got start the, there. Okay. Let's go there. No, what are you going to say? I was saying, you got the, you got the pleasure of doing Christmas bonuses this week. That's always kind of cool. Pl- pleasure who in their right mind goes into the accounting field what a pain (laughs) in the ass if you are going to start a a business take accounting courses because i'm lucky enough to have a friend that is an accountant like a cpa partner at a at a accounting firm so he knows his stuff that i can ask questions to and i'm like i i told him like I respect professionals. I expect an invoice for this because he's helped me so many times over the years, and I feel like I'm taking advantage of him. But he took the time to go. Well, we pay, we pay him. We pay him for our taxes. Do you realize how little we pay him for the amount of time that I spend talking to him? That that's the part. That's that, part of the part of the plan, man. <laughs> yeah. They, so he spent time this week. I was probably on the phone with him for an hour going through the accounting software, going through our HR software and payroll software to try and figure out different information. Yeah, it's not fun. But finally figured out. It's always interesting. It's always interesting the slacks that go back and forth between John and I, especially around this time of year, because it's kind of like, you know, John will will slack me, uh, Eric, uh, we need to talk. Bad news. We're going out of business. We have no money. And then like three minutes later, no, forget about that we're okay we got we got plenty of money we're good and then a couple minutes later okay we don't have as much money as i thought we had but we can stay in business we're doing okay i and i overheard one of these conversations and you were just eric was just on the phone and said shut up look at the numbers again and call me when you're sure we're going out of business it's funny because it's true Oh wait! All right, I think I have these numbers, and here's what they mean. Twenty minutes later, we, no, I was wrong. That's not what they mean. Here's according to these like numbers, the, we went out of business six months ago. It's like playing the stock market. Like, like one minute we're we're millionaires, and like fifteen minutes later, we're you know we're having to sell our homes. <laughs> I, I really, I'm sorry. Extreme. I do wish I knew the numbers better. I, I'm. I feel like we're getting there and I've had to show our books to a couple different people recently who have said, your books are tight. Like I haven't seen a business that keeps such great books. I'm like, yeah, but I don't understand the reports. In all honesty, honesty, John does a fantastic job with it. I know he keeps saying he doesn't understand them and, and that might be true. But he, 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 it, our books are solid. Like we track everything properly. We make sure we're paying all our taxes. It, it from my, as his business partners, if, if you're listening to this show, you don't realize that John and I own a, a development studio called Diego Devs. So we, we have clients, we, 
build applications for them, and we have employees. So this is, I mean, this is actually this is new to us this year. The employee piece before they are always contractors, but John has always done our books. We've been in business for eight years. Eight years. Yep. Eight years. We've been in business for eight years. Well, you beat the national We've average. Always been profitable. Yeah. We've always been profitable, and John actually does a phenomenal job on the books. I, I I say it all the time. He could be robbing me blind, and I honestly would never know it because he does such a good job with the books. I know how to hide money. No, I mean, no, my problem is – no, I shouldn't say problem. I am honest to a fault, which is probably good, but I'm also, I also try to be way too fair at times, and that's caused issues as well. Not necessarily between you and I, but amongst – everybody and it's like there are times well and with clients too you're way too generous with clients you're way too generous yeah 45 uh, days what that's are you why thinking they like you and don't like me <laughs> yeah. what kind of crazy person just gives away 45 days of a paid service yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you laugh it's true just like you know i feel like we owe it to them we don't owe them crap <laughs> it's it, yeah it is true but that's, anyway, that's yes, one of the I did. sorry one of the, one of the things that constantly pops up on Reddit is is if you're at a company and they say we we feel like family here, run away. That I guess we need so to stop saying that. <laughs> you guys are we, we do say that yeah we well we hope so but we do say that we we did get to my big thing with the past couple of weeks of talking with the account and trying to figure out where are we at for the year. Are we, especially this year of all years, right? We've got not only COVID, the whole pandemic, lost business because of it. We converted contractors to employees, which is just this whole other mind-blowing thing that, you know, there's so many entries in the accounting system that I'm not clear about. So I'm like, I don't know, are we profitable at this point? It's flipping scary. So I yeah. spent the last two weeks with our accountant, trying to figure out the books, trying to understand the numbers that are in there. He's been able to point out, wait, you have liabilities over here that I don't understand. Why are those there? So then I had to go, oh, I screwed up over here. These numbers shouldn't have. That's why I don't understand why people go into accounting because it makes no sense. <laughs> well, figured out my mistakes, cleared it up. We are break even-ish, a tiny bit profitable for the year, which is great to the point where we were able to give our employees Christmas bonuses, which is the whole reason I started this thing two weeks ago. And you have a Canadian employee who I keep insisting is not worth the trouble. Oh, good point. <laughs> I've been meaning to wait. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's been a weird two weeks and I'm happy that I'm done with that for now. Till next year. Yeah. You're right. It Don't has been a business. rough year. I mean, with, with, with COVID, oh man, <laughs> we just lost so much business with COVID. Yeah. And the, the the sad irony of having to convert everyone to employees and then having the work from oh, home man. mandates it's like it's like yeah. hey couldn't have this been avoided you know if <laughs> only didn't bother us too then, much because everyone Uber, was remote Uber already slips away from it right the, yeah. the one person targeted by the law gets out of it weasels At out the of end it, of day yeah. i'm happy about the law i'm happy i mean because we were on the fence for so long about converting to employees the fact that now yeah with so many people i mean eric and i both talked about this for years that you tell people we have eight contractors working for us we're not a real business now we have eight employees all of a sudden we're a real business and we nothing's changed except for this stupid law that forced the conversion but I, i i keep hoping in the back of my mind that all of the employees are happy there is a ton i mean don't get me wrong eric and i know there's a ton that we can do better and we we strive to do so but at the same time we are a small business and we're trying to get shit done (laughs) bottom line so well john you did have one revolutionary thing this week that you you haven't noted yet i did Uh yeah uh, github.com slash settings slash appearance. Oh, that. I don't know how I feel about it. So, I mean, long story short, GitHub now supports dark mode. I've been using it today and I'm not so sure I'm a big fan of it. Gotta be, gotta be honest. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just so used to 
the, their normal light mode. I I like it. I'm happy with it. All right. I'm, I'm trying to get everything dark mode now. I I mean, for the most part, I am too. And I can't pinpoint what it is about GitHub's implementation of it. Uh, there There's just something... Again, maybe it's just I'm so used to the GitHub interface as it was. Uh, it's still taking me a little bit to get used to. But I'm going to leave it as is because I pre- I definitely prefer it. I'm going through and removing all the names from uh, all the last names from from Patreon. <laughs> he, nobody else saw that, so he didn't really need to. Uh... <laughs> no, I just had to, had to fill the air. It's a good shout move, out for our Patreons, that, though. Move that move that bottom one to the top. We've talked about that every week. Yeah, do that. That's important. Uh, has anyone tried uh, PHP 8 on their application yet? I am, I am oh, yeah. anxious to know. I have not. I was going to do that last week. I said I would do that last week, and I didn't do it. I no, still have the, I still have the, the issue of a handful of libraries that we rely on are locked to 7 for some reason. So I think... I mean, we have people that are looking into it and trying to reach out to make sure that those libraries get updated or figure out what we need to do, you know, to get around that. I I had this issue this week, actually, where I had a recapture library that I was stuck on and was marked as abandoned. And I ended up just integrating it into a vendor directory on my machine and forgetting about it completely, not having like... Uh, just integrating it as part of my application. Just force force adding it because I'm assuming your vendor directory is excluded from Git. No, no, a, a vendor directory in my app. So I created a... a sep- yeah, separate vendor directory. Right. So I created a new vendor directory for stuff that wasn't getting well supported or needed better integration or, or small tweaks that no one was paying attention to. Uh, and it worked out really well. Yeah. I've got, that's good and bad. I've got lots of those libraries in this application already where, you know, again, this thing started in PHP 4. So there's libraries that we've hacked away at for years to get them up to PHP 7 as it is now. So those are now part of the code base. So we we are definitely well attuned to, if we need to, we will bring a library in and just say, screw it, it's now part of our code base. But the downside is, if there are updates to it, you lose out on those. Well, an an interesting, completely sidebar note to doing that kind of thing is I played a video game a couple weeks ago, and when I beat the game, the end credits had links to all of the GPL docs for each package that they had used in their project. I thought that was very cool. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I know that's sort of only very tangentially so- related, but <laughs> so- Sony actually used to do that. Sony used to do that for all their all their games as well. It is technically required if you're using open source code to disclose the the license for it in your credits. Yeah. But I just I've never really seen it done that much. But this was a very indie game, so there was no Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> you are stuck on that. Game, yes, aren't you? very much. Let's see, I, I still now, you only know, play one game. I just met Keanu Reeves. He, he's he's a terrorist. <laughs> but is he on a bus? No, hmm. he's on a helicopter. Does he have a port in the back of his head? Yes. Hmm. Okay, that's enough of my questions. <laughs> I, I'm done with the game. Uh, so I'm not sure if you guys saw this uh, this week, but StackShare. Private Stack Share is now free through the GitHub Marketplace. What is Stack what, what, Share, and stack what are you share? talking about? So Stack Share is, well, I was going to say it's the Stack Exchange. I'm sure what that means. Stuff. You know what? I asked you guys if you read your articles, and I didn't read my article. <laughs> I look at it. I look at it now. <sighs> at least we Click were on your repos and see all the engineering tools and services you're using across your company. Who knows how to use them and why they're using them? Yeah, so Think it's of it as air traffic control for the tech stacks. Yeah, it's a it's a dashboard for all of your GitHub projects that gives you version numbers, stacks, and and repos that use it, and how all of that stuff inter relies on each other. 
Is this more meant for open source? I'm confused. <clears throat> well, uh, one example they show here is if you've got three Git flow or Git projects that use Node, but they're all running different versions, it will break down which versions are running on which projects and which ones share version numbers and, and this sub, is, so sub this would be numbers. great if you had microservices. Uh, it'd be great for microservices or, I mean, even as you guys, if you're, if you only want to support, you know, a specific stack and you've got clients who are in long-term support, then you can say, oh, Hey, these guys are, these guys are running PHP seven, four, and we're already on eight for these three projects. So we need to bring this project up to date so that our support structure matches the the work we're expecting that that now that's a fascinating use case i like that yeah so that's a it's a new free thing on the github marketplace which i didn't even know was a thing sync up to five repos cool 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 eric something for us to look at yeah yeah for sure see i pushed that off to my cto (laughs) (laughs) i have a question for eric because I get, I, I think you looked at this more than I did. The Laravel sale. Yes, Laravel sale. I'm actually very happy with it. You're using um, it. So what? What? What is on sale? Laravel. Argus. Argus uh, is on sale. No, Argus is free for the first 45 days. 45 day free <laughs> trial, baby. <laughs> and then it's on sale. I'm confused. Well, then, uh, then early no, bird just Laravel ends. S- Laravel Sale, S-A-I-L, is uh, a new functionality of Laravel out of the box now. Um, there, there, there are steps involved where if you want to add it after the fact, if you already have Laravel 8 apps out there and you want to add Sale to it, some people have written up some steps on how to do that. It's just a matter of requiring the, uh, the repo and uh, doing a Sale install. It's, it's really not that difficult. I haven't done it to any of my existing apps because most of my existing apps already have this setup in there. But what Sail is, uh, is a Docker implementation for Laravel. So, and it's very weird because it, it mimics a very much our workflow with Docker. Um, so it installs, I, I'm going to give Laravel, uh, I'm going to give uh, Taylor a ton of credit for this one because I'm very happy with the way he implemented it. Uh, it's, a standard Docker deployment. It installs a Docker compose file in your root directory, which if you want to go in there and modify it, if you want to add services, you're you're more than welcome to do all that. There's no there's no trickery, there's no magic there. It's, if you if you understand Docker, you you know, you you're you're fine. If you don't understand Docker, you're fine because uh, once you deploy it, once you new up a Laravel application, a Laravel eight application. You have the sale functionality available to you, and it, it, they suggest creating an alias. And I did this, create an alias f- for sale. But if you don't create an alias, you have to go into your vendor bin sale directory, and you just do sale up, and it spins up the Docker containers that include uh, it, it includes the PHP engine X, I think it is, MySQL. He even included Mailhog um, and a few other a uh, few other services that you know, you typically need with a Laravel application, and that's it. You so have your is, full stack. What is Sail doing that Docker Compose isn't, other than giving you a default Docker Compose YAML file? So you know what Sail is, John? Sail is the the script that we have in our deployments to shortcut the Docker commands. So. When we create our, our deployments, we typically create a script in there that will shortcut all the Docker commands. So we have one for like Argus. If you run uh, uh, Argus Tinker, it opens up the Tinker uh, interface within the Docker container. If you oh, run I see. Argus, so it gives you it gives you a lot of commands that make the Docker exec dash it Docker container very name. very transparent. Very transparent to you. So you gotcha. in, in sales case, you run sale art migrate. You know it runs migrations within the Docker container. The the sale uh, shortcuts the the script that and, and all it is is just Docker commands. That if you know Docker, you can 
making you only run. It's just a they're just long commands. They're not really worth it. Um, yeah, they the suck. Can, yeah, so it's very nice. There, I mean, pretty much everything you need to do. You can even you can even open up a, a command prompt. I forget what the cell command is for that. It might even be cell bash or something. You can open up the command prompt within the Docker container. Um, it really lowers the bar of entry for people who've been wanting to use Docker in their application and they struggle to get their head around how to implement it. This is probably one of the best, cleanest implementations of Docker I've seen for, for projects. And really, I would love to see more frameworks, more things like WordPress, things like Drupal. I mean, all these projects should be adopting this, this yeah. uh, workflow <clears throat> and just saying, hey, it's there if you want it. You don't need to use it, but it's very easy to get up and running. Yeah, so they make Dusk very easy. The nicest thing is that it's Mac OS, Linux, and Windows via WSL2. Yeah, it's just because it's Docker. I mean, that's all it is. Right. It's a simplified script to make running Docker easier. The bash command you're talking about is sail shell. Shell, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It gets yeah. you. So very, I'm, I'm in my containers all the time like that. Yeah. As am I. So one of the questions that popped up in one of the discord channels, I, actually, I think it was uh, Joe Ferguson in our discord channel says, you know, it'll be interesting when somebody actually uses that to deploy to production. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Interesting. I don't know if that's the word I would use. I mean, that's, you know, that's what, that's what the purpose of Docker is. You run the same containers in production than that you do in development. Yeah, I mean, it it's just what we do me. for our clients. I haven't looked close enough at the Docker configuration to know if I would be concerned about it, but I, I, I'm not overly like red flags aren't coming up for me at all. No, uh, because they're not. I don't think they're using proprietary containers. They're using the standard PHP containers, MySQL containers, Redis containers. It's just all there and available to you to run. Right. So I, I applaud. I mean, I, this this was probably one of the better things to come out of Laravel in a while. I, I definitely have to applaud Taylor and the Laravel yeah. team, whoever helped on it. Uh, it was very well done, very well implemented. Awesome. Good job, Taylor and team. <laughs> now, I was I was going to get back. We ha- I haven't tried PHP 8 yet, but you know what I did do th- this week, Thomas? What? John helped me with... XDebug three. I got oh, XDebug nice. three running. Yeah, it wasn't as simple as one line either. Uh, <laughs> took uh, two or three lines, but we got it. We got it running. Yeah, it's 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 not just do it, but it, it wasn't hard. It's it's more that when you have existing configuration, the documentation yeah. wasn't as clear as I'd like. As ignore the remote underscore star settings that you used to have. It, yeah, replace. Uh, remote host with whatever it is now client host, which in hindsight is very easy to do, but I would like the documentation like, Hey, if you're upgrading from Xdebug two to three, here's the exact changes you need to make for everything to be seamless. I assumed, Oh, it's now listening on 9,003 or it's trying 9,003. Everything's good. Because we saw the remote host in there. Why change the key? What what benefit did that give him from going from remote host to client host? So from what I could tell, the logic there was just uh, improving the the linguistic intentions. Um, <clears throat> because you could be running Docker on one machine, and it says, you know, what's remote? What's the remote? Port. That sounds like it's the port on the remote machine, not on the machine running Xdeba. And he had said in one of his blog posts that a lot of the issues that he had had with people complaining about configuration was that the environmentals that he had declared were just named poorly. Um, that they they couldn't understand that that remote port meant the the port to be connected to by the remote machine. And so a lot of so so familiar with the configuration that that doesn't make sense i would rather instead of this big change i mean i understand it's a it's already a major upgrade from two to three but so many people have their configuration already set up i would love to have seen it still honor like if you have client host set up use it if not 
is remote host set up and and emit some sort of warning somewhere i don't know for a full for a full version number change i kind of don't care i do because usually there is some sort of deprecation so you know this is coming maybe there was and i just didn't know at least i'm i'm being overly picky and i shouldn't be but i think within a like a php library if you're going from if you're upgrading a major version, you still have some sort of deprecation, like, hey, this is going to change in the next major version. Well, I had I had hoped so, but Faker just went, I'm dead now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you yeah. killed me. <laughs> it's been picked up by somebody else, hasn't it? It's been picked up by Taylor. Taylor. <clears throat> it is yeah. it is now Faker PHP slash Faker. And because Faker's namespace was originally just slash faker. It didn't have a project name in the namespace. Uh, you can just switch over your composer to the new version and you don't have to change anything. Yeah. Good. Oh, I got Livewire pushed to production for I a client. I saw that. Yes, I'm very excited about that. I'm, I'm hoping- not excited. I was not consulted. Not feeling <laughs> like the senior roots. engineer that I am. I'm happy. And uh, our next project that we're working on um, at Diego Dev is going to be heavy, heavy on Livewire. So very excited about that. Um, I bet. (laughs) I just, I'm not, I'm not feeling Livewire. My plan is coming together. Have you tried it? Now I have to. I'm the client he was talking about. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, our, our composer. JSON got updated, produced a uh, horrific collision on on merge because now there's a uh, live wire commands being executed after composer install. So I'll <laughs> at, at some point I'll have to look at it. I'm sure. Fortunately, uh, Eric's got me worked out with the uh, git blame in in line with your code on PHP Storm. What's uh, there to get worked out? It should just work. No, it's a it's a an add on that you have to specifically install. Is it? Really? Did I give you the right plugin? You did. Uh, it required some tweaking, and I think restarting the IDE as well. But now it definitely says uh, when you did something. I'm I'm still confused. I thought that was part of PHP Storm itself. It's it's not. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> unless unless it is now. Unless it's a new default. No. Add on. Well, it depends. What's do you know what the plugin is? Maybe I. Is it, you remember the plugin? Uh, Git wasn't like Git Toolbox or something. Yeah, Git Toolbox. I'm gonna have to check see if I have that installed. Maybe I do, and I'm just like light years ahead. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Git Toolbox, I do not have installed. But you do have no? inline Git Blame. Inline or. I right click in, in my line. And I say no, no, in no, line. This is in line. Oh, this is when All your right. cursor so, when your cursor is on a line, it will say who committed that line and when, and it'll give you the commit log for that line. It, and it's very non-intrusive. It, it, it's very, very faint, and it's at the end of lo- end of the line, so it doesn't right. it, it doesn't interrupt your your workflow. Yeah, it's very nice. I'm, I'm gonna try it. I might be cursing Get you in about. Toolbox. It's installed. Yeah, you're we'll you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I Unless installed it, and all of a sudden I've got stack trace errors in my <laughs> in my PHP storm. Just saying. Yeah, but you get to know whose fault those stack trace errors are. JetBrains currently is who's to blame. See, perfect. Liability, <laughs> liability gone. Oh, you guys. All right. Do I have anything to talk about? I think I had something. Oh, did you guys hear about uh, them going to break up uh, Facebook? Or, or, or basically, I, basically I that put ever work? Facebook. It showed up on my feed, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, I don't think this is going to be a yeah, whatever. To be honest with you, that's what I thought at first too. I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." But Facebook is really kind of looking like like the way they were positioned, especially this last year of this presidency, as like the bad guy. Even though it was proven several times, <laughs> yes, that they you know that they were blocking you know everything was being even. It, no, it other way bring, around. It's, well, it, yeah, it was okay, so they were the they, were blo- they it was it was believed by the public that Facebook was was censoring the right 
when in fact Facebook was promoting far right uh, far more than uh, left leaning content. So it's literally the opposite of what they thought it was. Right. So there, there is now a Facebook antitrust lawsuit happening. It's backed by a, you know like a dozen different states, and they're going to they're, what they're claiming now is uh, anti-competitive behavior, which I think we can all agree Facebook has done. Absolutely, yeah. but I mean, them buying Instagram was approved by the FTC. Well, that's what they're that's what they're doing now. They're 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 making it so that any purchases Facebook has has to go through the government and they it has to be evaluated to see if it's because I don't think anybody was paying attention back then. And it's kind of showing and like I said, with this last year of the presidency, it's really brought a light to how much power these social media companies are getting. I mean, they ha- probably have more power than the news media does. And it's oh, becoming evident. It's like, okay, you know, we need to figure out, you know, how how to handle this. And then you have people like Facebook who have now a track record of either buying their competitors or duplicating their their competitors product and basically running running them into the ground um yeah they bought they bought oculus which i thought was crazy what a a weird thing for them to buy well what they bought they bought whatsapp they bought whatsapp for 22 billion dollars whatsapp which doesn't make $22 billion and never will make $22 billion. Facebook has a messaging platform, but they didn't want that competition. And so they bought Well, they it. needed it for China because WhatsApp was approved in China. Yeah. All right. We look at our small bubble, but there are these apps that are used heavily outside the U.S. that aren't used here yeah india is a huge market and china is a huge market and the the india cell phone market is weird yeah well i remember when i was going down to mexico i i worked for a company where i would go down into mexico like Guadalajara, uh on a fairly regular basis and everybody down there used whatsapp everybody yeah whatsapp i have whatsapp because of that because that's how they communicated with me but uh yeah, it's I don't know, man. I mean, it's a weird thing. It's like, okay, yeah. How, how can you call them a monopoly when there's so many other competitors out there? But then it's like, are they really So, uh in I'll, I'll post the article in the show notes, but in the article it shows like the top 3 social uh social networking medias are all Facebook owned. It was like Facebook, Snap, I think it was Facebook, Snapchat, and WhatsApp. Oh, no, no. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Not Snapchat. Instagram. And they're trying to compete with Snapchat. Well, Snapchat is one of the the use cases where they said, oh, yeah, Facebook just implemented stories on Facebook timelines and on Instagram, which completely tanked Snapchat's uh, stock. They only did that after they tried to tried to buy Snapchat and Snapchat said, no, we're going to, we're going to try to do this on our, on our own. And they were like, all right, well then we will duplicate your, your product and we'll just put you out of business that way. So it is, I don't know, man, it's weird. It's weird, yeah. weird, but it might be time for it. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest with you. Well, I've, but what uh, even, I, but what if, I, I always wonder, how do you break up a company? Like, I know they've done it with big companies in the past, but when you, when you come to global communications like we have now, how do you break it up? Where in the past, it, you, I could see via state borders and all. But One example I can give you is when Facebook killed the Twitter API so that you couldn't post to sim- simultaneously to Twitter and then Facebook. Oh, that, that's, their, that's their other method. They, they buy, they duplicate, or they deny Right. And and that was another use case where they're like, okay, if we can't buy you, if we can't duplicate you, then we're just going to deny you access to the Facebook APIs. Yeah. So they they could force an open API. They could force the the separation. Uh, this is one thing that's been done in the past, the separation of the monetization company and the product company. Uh so Facebook would still function exactly the same. But the company that ran ads on Facebook would be a separate entity and would have to purchase 
the rights to publish ads on Facebook. And the right to do that would have to be available to other companies as well. So if I wanted to start running my own special ad campaigns on Facebook, I didn't have to buy it from at their pricing. I, I got to buy it at their internal price to run ads. Um, another thing is separating Facebook from WhatsApp and from uh, uh, Instagram, making those separate business entities. Uh, and a Are lot of- still run by the same people? I mean, how does that, how do you stop that building because, together- because theoretically, they're cutting down on costs by having tools that only they can use. Whereas if you force these tools to become separate entities, then the cost savings that they're making ends up getting passed on to their competitors. Um, I guess I'm not understanding how that happens. You well, know, like if you separate Instagram from Facebook, the people at the top can still. They work. can, but they're not yeah, supposed they're- to. There has to be instead of instead of Mark Zuckerberg saying to his guys at Instagram, "We're doing this now." Mark Zuckerberg has to negotiate a contract with the CEO of Instagram, and there has to be legal a legal relationship between the two that can be defined as competitive or anti-competitive. Because right now, no one can communicate with Instagram without going through Facebook. No one can make a deal with Instagram. Whereas if Instagram was a separate company that Zuckerberg didn't own, then I could contact Instagram and say, hey, I've got a better deal at advertising rates. I've got a better client list. You can use mine. And the company would be forced to make the decision that's in the best uh, interest of the investors. Do you have a company listening in on everybody's phone call so you know what they're talking about so you can advertise to them? No. Then you're not going to get the contract. <laughs> Sorry. Don't know what to tell as, you. As he shakes his head, yes. <laughs> no, it's just – it's. I mean it was done with AT&T back in the 80s. There was the Ma Bell turned into the Baby Bells. And that's where the competition in the uh, – I, I don't know if you guys remember it, the 10 10 stuff, the long-distance calling cut rate thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, you were, if you were watching TV in the 90s, you couldn't avoid a TV ad that told you to dial some five-digit number before you made your collect calls. I remember those. That, yeah. was a, that was a result of the Bell companies breaking up, is that now they all had to compete with each other, and so they all had their own discounted rates because the telephone lines were established as Title II, which meant that they were renting them from the government as a provider of the service. So, and, and that led to Verizon and it led to MCI, uh, Virgin. Now, of course they're all AT&T again, <laughs> but, yeah, that worked out, huh? but that's because of the political maneuverings of the, of the eighties and nineties where Republicans got in charge and said, Hey, let the big guys get back together. Our rates have gone up. You know, they haven't gone up. And they said, no, it'll trickle down. Don't worry. And you're like, what? That doesn't, that's not what we're talking about. And they said, shut up. There's a war over there. Look. And then you went, uh, oh, God, a war. <laughs> and now it's been the same war for 14 years, 19 years. Sorry, not to, not to get into politics, but oopsie. Yes, let's not do that. Hey, I do want to address uh, Brian Johnson in chat. Uh, didn't make a comment uh, about sale, Laraville sale. He, he says, RIP. Homestead. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, that might be a little early to call that. Uh, uh-huh. I think Homestead is, is still a, a, a valid product. Uh, I think Homestead offer, offers things to developers that uh, Docker out of the box today, or I'm, I'm sorry, sale out of the box today doesn't. Again, if you understand Docker, you have to use it, you can you can change all this. But Homestead, you can use multiple versions uh in one instance of Homestead. You can you can use uh, multiple versions of PHP in one instance of, of Homestead. In Docker you kind of have to commit to what version of PHP you want. Um Homestead, you know, allows you to host multiple sites. So you have one Homestead box and all your Laravel projects are are served up with that site. That that's actually very useful if you're doing microservices and you're having to talk to like you have like three apps running and then you want a you know a parent app running. Again, you can do this in Docker. We've talked about it in the past of having multiple sites run in Docker. You know, it's a little trickier. You can do it, but you have to understand Docker and how to do it. And it's not something that Sail does out of the box. Will it do it someday? 
Probably. I mean, somebody will get in there. I was actually specifically looking for that. Yeah, somebody will start to contribute back to the project to do things like this. But, you know, when it was released, the only database it had was MySQL. It's literally just a matter of adding another container for Postgres. It runs on a completely different port. It would take nothing to add it to it. I'm sure they will do that eventually. And then you have a big user base that's just used to Homestead. Um, so Homestead still has some advantages over the, the default sta- uh, sale implement- implementation. Um, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Uh, but, you know, eventually, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll die eventually. But I know the guy behind Homestead, and he's you know pretty committed to it. He's pretty focused on it. I he keeps it up to date. He keeps it uh, going real well. He he's always adding features to it. So I think I think you're good if you're using Homestead. I think you're good. I think Sale is a nice alternative. I think Sale will be the future. Uh, but it's yeah, you know, it's got some ways to go before it has the, all the, the bells and whistles. Specifically, I think it's the future for web specifically. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a VM definitely has its perks, especially it's easy, easier to understand, easier to get up and running as you get your head around Docker yeah. and all you can do with it. It's just a natural progression. Yeah. But he also brings up the point of running Docker on a, on a Linux machine. He specifically says System76, but I am so happy ru- running a Linux system now with Docker because the the speed improvements is just night and day, right? We need to reach out to System 76. <laughs> we need to see if they'll sponsor us. But it's not a System 76 thing. It's a Linux thing. No, but I mean, we're, we're, thing, I think yeah. we're six episodes I, I into saying System 76 every episode. I agree. <laughs> just if reach out. We had just... a marketing department. Hey, <laughs> if you're listening to us department. and you have a System 76 machine, just email them and say, hey, you have one because of PHP Ugly. Yeah. Can't hurt. <laughs> Yeah, just hashtag System76, hashtag PHP Ugly. And if every one of our Patreons did that ten times, I'm sure we something would happen. Speaking of our Patreons. <laughs> Patreons! Thank, Thank you Patreons. so much Thank for you. all your support. We do appreciate it. Do appreciate for the sake it. of anonymity, I have removed all of your last names. Such if you nice want to see them, go back to previous episodes. No, I, I blurred it out. I go, okay, I go hacker. I each one and blurred out. <laughs> did you do really? Awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you so, did that. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Patreons. We 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 appreciate your support. I as as a thank you, you will get forty five free days of Argus <laughs> <laughs> when we launch on Monday. At least we know yeah, the Argus title. We know the title of this episode now. Forty five free, free days of Argus. I'm gonna no. It's gonna be Argus takes sale. How's that? Argus oh. Takes sale? oh. <laughs> oh man. It works. All right. Thank you so much for it. listening. It's been fun. But we this we has been a long episode. It's been short yeah, actually. We, we oh like wow, no, it has been long. With us too. It's been <laughs> yeah, very we, long. We actually got started on time this time. Alright. I think that's gonna do it for episode two hundred and sixteen of PHP Ugly. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep, Keep it, it, ugly. it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly It's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living web application? Okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube So let's get it, you know my lyrics are major All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters But they doing what they doing, keep it ugly We ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go
Yeah. Come on. Hey.